welcome back everyone hello my friend my darling my sweetheart my dear i hope you had an amazing week from last we spoke i had quite an eventful week a good week nonetheless but i hope it was equally as fruitful and uh, positive as mine was welcome to you my new friend yes you my name is fernando and i am your host today and this is growed up the show where i talk about all things related to adulthood what we thought adulthood would be when we were children versus what it is today as we face the reality of being adults and um i find myself in a space where i am pondering a lot i'm thinking a lot about how can i you know best improve myself how can i how can i be an upstanding um an upstanding member of this human society okay how can i contribute or how can i best contribute to the human race and a lot of a lot of reflection has 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 been <laughs> i don't know why i'm trying to put all this formality here i'm sorry friend i don't know i'm nervous i'm still nervous my friend like i know i'm talking to you and i know that you're here i know you're listening but it just feels off you know it not off it feels weird and i'm still nervous because i don't want to say something that will lead you down a path of misery you know what i want is for you and me to just share our thoughts and our experiences and hopefully learn something and and maybe carve a new path you know a new way of life in which it is okay to accept our flaws it is okay to dissect them and then from there how can we best improve you know what i mean so i'm nervous about leading you astray i do not want to lead you astray i want you to persevere and to succeed and one of the main things that i think help with that not that i have persevered or succeeded i've persevered perseverance is upon me yes success i mean that's subjective it's debatable what you think is success what i think is success doesn't matter right but adaptability has been a huge 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 thing or huge part of my life i've had to adapt to interesting life changes and major life changes consistently it's almost like every decade of my life something new happens and i have to face it huh i actually never thought about it until right now i've said it out loud i made me a cup of tea sorry so it's very lemony so my mouth is a bit watery mm mm i'm telling you tea bro tea tea mm anyways as i was saying my life has been every decade something interesting happens i should have actually put myself forward as well but either way something something major happens that forces me to have to adapt you know and um and i think i am finding myself in this space again funny enough although this change that's that that I'm going through right now is not as big as I'd say the previous decades but it's significant you know it's significant in that um yeah life is happening and I kind of have to get up and and make decisions and and follow suit you know so yeah i want us to go through this how can we best find ways to adapt to life changes major changes okay because those happen every time what you might think is a small milestone is not really is actually something big because once you transition from your current state to the next you know once you metamorph you know once you just over there then it's change then it's new 
you have to find ways to adapt. You cannot take your old self to a new environment. Girl, no, stop it. No. This thing of this is who I am, take me as I am, that's why you're single, okay? Shit. So, no, don't do that. <laughs> adapt, love, adapt. Because the world is ever-changing. The earth is not what it used to be four billion years ago. Can you imagine if the earth said, nah, girl, take it or leave it. This is me. The dinosaurs are here. You decided to evolve. So psh, deal with it. Not fair, right? No. So like nature does, we are a part of it. We are. We shouldn't fight it. So I am speaking almost as if I have PowerPoints in front of me. I do not have points. <laughs> I do not have talking points. But I will start by taking you through the the changes that I've had to to face in my life and how I have adapted to them, right? And what my philosophy is with regards to that. And um, hopefully it can help you, right? So as you all know by now, when I was 10, this is within the first decade of my life right here on this earth, girl, you know, I lost my eyesight. So there was a new adjustment. And it's interesting because a lot of people say, or a lot of people ask me, how did you adjust to that? Because I mean, you go from 100% sight, right? 2020 vision to like 30, zero, you know, 30, 10. I don't know my one, whatever. I don't, I don't know the math of my sight. I just know that it's crappy, but how to adjust to that? Luckily, I'd say that I was young enough, um, to, to find ways to manage it. And very quickly I was placed in a space where I was surrounded by a lot of people like me. I was surrounded by a lot of kids who were either born blind, who had recently lost their eyesight, who had a little bit more sight than I did, but their eyesight was deteriorating. So I was immediately placed within an environment where a lot of my peers, literally in my direct space, shared the same struggle as me. And what was helpful with that is that you know, many times, yes, you know, you don't want to be with the same tribe. I mean, if you guys are all sad and depressed, you don't want to be around sad and depressed people or, you know, you kind of want to find a way to, 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 to be out of that space. But this is more attitude-wise, right? But when it's experience-wise, and I think this is where support groups might be helpful, is because you're in a space where what you're going through is for, for some, for that moment, I believe I've never been in a support group, but I believe that this is the comfort in it. But for, for, for that moment, whether it's an hour that you're in a support group for whatever reason, you realize and you feel that you're not alone. Okay. That your experience is not invalid, that what you're going through is not unique to you. And that there are other people who have found ways to cope and to move on with their lives and to live meaningful and successful and healthy lives despite their challenges, right? So I think that's what being in a, in a school for kids with visual impairment did for me because we were all a part of this struggle of sight. Um, and that was the main, um, I'd say, disability at this, you know, at our school. It, it was, <laughs> I mean political correctness but I mean we had a lot of other issues <laughs> but anyways that's maybe a story for another day with one of my friends but yeah being being put in in that environment at that young age was very comforting was very helpful you know and um, it didn't even give me time to try and think that oh my god I couldn't see oh I could see now I can't you know, 100% and, and, and all this stuff. I, I didn't really have space because I was already in a space where my experience is not unique to me, right? So I understood that this is, it might be a permanent situation, but it's not, um, it's not a death sentence. You know what I mean? Um, maybe that's an extreme term, but it's not, it's not the end 
of of my life. It's not the end of my ability to proceed with my life as normally as I best can. This is just heh, tough luck. You know, it's just a hurdle. It's just something that happened and it's not unique to me. We are 400 kids in this specific school. There's other schools, you know, there was the other school also in Pretoria. They had their number of children and there's so many schools for kids with, with visual impairment. On top of that, there's also other people who have visual impairment and are not even in a specialized school, but are probably in a mainstream school or are not in a school. But it just opened my mind up to understanding that I'm I'm not the only one. So I, I shouldn't carry the world's burdens on my shoulder because I, why should I? I? I don't, I'm not alone in this battle, right? So that was one way to, to understand how to accept change or to adapt, right? Is to understand that you're not the only one facing whatever you're going through, right? So let's, let's kind of take it home now, bring it closer. Come, come right to you, your situation right now could be you're in a relationship and um, things aren't going well, right? You, you, you're not sure. Maybe your partner is cheating on you. Maybe you're cheating on your partner. Hey, right? But something is happening there. It feels very dire. It feels very permanent. It feels very alone to be in such a space, in such torment, in such pain, right? But, but when you think about it, how many people are in a similar situation as you are, right? Many people, and I'm sure you know some people personally who are in very stressful relationships, right? That's one point. Point number two, how many people in the past have been where you are and got out of it? Significant. A significant amount of people have, right? Because they didn't just sit here. They found a way to get out, right? So kind of accepting those two things or seeing those two two options helps, right? So it's almost, um, it, it makes me think, I, I don't know if it's someone specific who said this, but I see this post a lot, you know, and I heard it a lot in podcasts, but it's, it's um, something along the lines of if you don't like the situation you're in, then change it, right? But if you can't change the situation that you're in, then accept it, adapt to it. It's like, hey, this is where I'm at, right? What can you do to change that? Nothing, okay, move on. There's nothing you can do. Don't don't stress about things you can't change, right? And that kind of segues into what I, <laughs> my next decade in my life, right? So, First, it was, you know, adapting to, to my loss of sight. So, you know, 10 to 20 in, in this space, what I had to change was my environment. I wasn't living with my family on a consistent basis. I only saw my family three to four times a year for about a month maximum each time. Other times it was two weeks, one week, um, but it was for school holidays, you know, a month, a month that's not enough time for you to be with your mom and your dad and your younger brother. Like that, that's not, you know? Um, and in between I lived in quite a few different households. And with that, I had to understand that each household has their own ideology. Each household has their own philosophy and philosophy is important for this because I believe philosophy to be, okay. I know, and gosh, I don't know why you do this. I know philosophy has its own definition that people decide. I know. I don't know why you always have to correct me. But my point is that I believe, okay, that philosophy implies a way of thinking. Okay? It implies... Uh, Maybe that is what philosophy means. I don't know. But it's just the way in which people think and they view the world, right? That is philosophy. Whatever. But my belief, okay? And if 
you have your own ideologies, your own philosophies, your own sense of value and principles, right? And you're the minority in the space. Chances are, chances are, you're not going to change the world. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not on your own, right? There needs to be more of you. But that's, nah. you are coming into a space, into a household, into a family that has a routine and a way of life completely different and, and, and unique to anything that you've ever seen before. And you are now partially a part of that. And you don't, you, you don't get to change the dynamic of this household. It's not your family. So that's where I started understanding. Oh, it's from there that, you know, I started just um, understanding where I'm at and respecting people's beliefs and boundaries, okay? Because for as strong as your opinion is, for as strong as your view might be, and how right you think you might be, and how wrong you think they are, you need to learn to respect people or people's views and ideologies in order for, in order for you to be able to... Um, Hey, Badna. In order for you, in order for you to be able to to break, guys, the English went na. But the word that I wanna say is like to commune. You know, like to be in a community. In order for you to break bread with them, in order for you to sit down and enjoy your space with them. You need to respect where they come from. You can't go with the intention to change someone. So that kind of helped me adapt. Again, how this relates to adaptability is you coming into a space, you need to learn to read the room first before you spew nonsense. You know what I mean? You have to know how well is your message going to be received. And especially if you do not have a concrete message, You know, you can't just come in and try to change people's values. You know what I mean? Guys, I'm so stuck on that word that I can't find, man. If if you are in a... If you are... It doesn't matter. No, I'm just rambling. (laughs) But either way, you won't be able to break bread with these people. So... That is the one thing that um, is important, right? Being able to respect people's ideologies, not imposing your own, right? Makes for a very peaceful, makes for peaceful life. Trust me, it's very peaceful, right? So this is my teens. And, and aside from everything that you go through in your teenage years, puberty, boys, friends just mess okay it's just a mess so yeah so i quickly had to understand that um and especially being from a different country living in this different country and within this country living in different households with different cultures and different beliefs different faiths faiths a faith and faiths (laughs) so it it kind of put me in a in a space where i had to like you know i had to i had to i yeah i i had to like ground myself there there we go i had to ground myself and just be respectful of people's spaces okay that helped me 2 3 3 3 stage 3 of my life Stage three of my life is like saying stage three load shading, right? <laughs> so, um, I matriculated, so I finished grade 12. I finished my 12th grade in 2010. And then girls, girls didn't think. Girls got herself pregnant. Friend, my first year of varsity. I put a baby in my stomach. First year. First year, without a care in the world. No, I'm joking. I had, it was terrifying. <laughs> but 
yeah, that was that was my next phase of change because at this point, two things were happening. I was um, in my formative years, my pro- professional formative years, meaning I'm in varsity. Okay, I'm trying to figure out this. What am I going to do? What am I going to study? And studying while I was, what am I going to study? And um, at the same time, later in 2010, I got pregnant. And it's like, an, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I got a baby. And um, this was a very, 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 very rough time. Let me tell you, friend, what happened. Because my daddy, obviously, was not happy about it. But that's not the point. The parents are not so much the point. Or the parents' feelings is not the point of this conversation, right? But my dad did something that I do have to... Yeah, no, that man did something. So what happened, what had happened was, right, um... I was very sure, you know, when you get pregnant, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to drop out. I'm going to take care of my baby. I'm going to be a mommy and sort out my child. And my dad is like, nope, no, you're not. What you're going to do is leave this baby over here and you're going to go over there and finish your studies. And that was very... It was a very tough time. It was a very tough time. But what did I learn for that? And what does that experience have to do with adaptability to change? Prioritizing. I understood priorities right then and there. Although my son is my number one priority, has always been, will forever be my number one priority. But let me actually rephrase this. And I hope you all receive this in the way that I'm about to say it, right? My son is my top priority, one of my tops, right? Me has to be my number one priority. I didn't understand it that way then, but I had to be my number one priority. Why? Because if I do not have an education in a continent that requires you to have an education to get anywhere, right, with a disability, okay? How was I going to take care of my son? How was I going to be able to say that I'm able and capable of doing one, two, and three so that I can take care of my child? I didn't understand that 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 lesson, that 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 the lesson. I don't know if that was the lesson that my father was trying to to teach me, but what I got from that is although Yes, your child is everything, but you got to prioritize what you need to do in order for you to take care of this kid. And sometimes you have to do very tough things. You have to make very tough decisions. For example, my parents had to decide and make the really hard decision to have me stay in a different country, change homes every year or every two year, two years, you know, and they live in a foreign country. And hopefully everything works out for me while I study here. That was a tough decision, okay? But they had to do that. And at the same time, my dad had to decide whether he's going to continue working the, you know, not so much paying job or if he was going to take the leap of faith and start to try and make a little bit of money so that he could sustain myself and my brother, you know? So sometimes... You really got to be a little bit selfish. You got to prioritize, understand priorities in a situation, right? So if you find yourself in a hurdle or if you find yourself at a crossroad, what is the priority in that situation? For example, for example, if you have a financial situation, a friend, let's say, I mean, you must say broke, right? Like me, we are here, right? And, um, you have an asset that you value, but you can profitize. Let's say you have a home, right? That you can rent out and make some extra cash off of, right? 
And you can probably buy yourself. Let's say you're alone now. You are alone anyways. Apparently you're single. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm trying to lighten the mood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I hit a nerve. I'm sorry. I won't bring up your relationship status anymore. I'll leave it alone. Um, I could have said I'm sorry. So, what I was saying is, you live alone, you're having financial issues, but you know, you managed to purchase a home. What could you do? You could rent out this home, rent out the smaller, smaller, smaller home that you can share. Let's say it's you and your child, ne? hypothetically, that child that, you know. You guys could rent out a small room that costs not so much so that you can, you know, profitize the home. This is just an example. It's not a good example at all. It is not. But it's an example nonetheless, which is the point of an example. So the priority there is even though you're going to be in an uncomfortable situation and in an unfavorable situation, but you're making sure that you're taking care of business in order for you to take care of the priorities that follow. So priority number one sustains the rest. All right. So upon understanding the concept of priority, uh, let me think. My 20s were actually quite eventful. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I can't believe the 20s. To, oh my God. That is the longest decade of a person's life. I promise you, it doesn't feel like it because of your 10 to 20. Like, you know, because of like in 1 to 10, 10 to 20. 20 to 30, these 10 years. Let me tell you what I did in, in 20 to 30. Everything that happened in my life. Left high school, got a baby, graduated varsity. Uh, I worked as a, a, I worked at the university in Mozambique as a, as an assistant, um, vocal coach, lecturer, blah, blah, blah. Right. I forgot the title. Don't judge me. You know, I still, you know, played in a few bands throughout this time. I, went to work for my father for a year i got married okay and then i started a wedding company type business that me and my friend were starting that we got scammed off but it's fine but we did it anyways put a home i did uh what else oh started a company oh i managed like one, two, three, four music artists. I worked at the radio station for two years. <gasps> oh my God. All that in my 20s. All of that happened in my 20s. Anyways, now I'm here in my 30s. You see my accolades, guys. You know, sometimes when you just... Sometimes when you just sit and say the things, let's do this. After now, let's pretend now we were, we were taking turns, right? Let's pretend we were taking turns. I told myself and you what my achievements were. And I feel, actually, I feel good. I actually feel like I didn't waste my 20s. Now, also in the middle of that, I partied and all of that. Don't worry. I did bad things as well. But we focus on the good. I want you to do the same for the past decade. I don't care. You can be 30, 40, 50, 100. You know, you can be five for all you know. Just even in your five years of life, just out loud, say everything that you've done in the past 10 years. I'm going to give you a chance to go. Say it out loud. Yes. Yes. Huh? Huh? Say it. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Ah, you. Huh? Look at that. <laughs> I'm telling you, friend, we do things. We do things. Okay? So that was just a little bit of a side note, just for a feel good, because I realized as I was saying that, because I've been rambling today as well, I do constantly feel like I'm rambling, but that's fine. That's just me. 
But there was a feel good, right? So I just want you to take that with you. Every now and again, just sit there and say it out loud. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's the things that you worked hard for that you said, hey, I did this and this and this and this and this. Friend, you'll realize you're not a failure. You are not a... Shh. Anyways, now in my 30s, I am, I am facing another change. You know, um, I'm not really going to say what it is yet. I'll say it maybe next year, but I'm facing a time. And um, I found myself again like in, oh no, it's happening again. I have to adapt. But what's happening to me this time? It's not so much of going into a space, right? This is something new that I'm still trying to process and adapt to now. Generally, I'm not a very sentimental person. I know how to get rid of things. Ooh, girl. I get rid of things. Certain things. Most things. A lot of things. I throw things away. Okay? I do. But, um, yeah, I never considered myself to be sentimental and holding on. My mom is very sentimental. Ooh, she is. Ooh, she's so sentimental. Oh, my God. Sometimes I look at a butter tub away in my cupboard and I'm like, should I throw this away? If I don't, my mom is going to come here and she's going to shout me. Sometimes I hear her shout at me when I throw away all these butter containers that are just piling up. They're gathering roaches that I, I really don't use. And she's like, why are you throwing that away? You know, that's my mom. I can Now already I can hear her for everything that I throw away today. Anyways, digression. But now um, I have become attached and comfortable in a space of my life, you know, in, 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 in this phase, like I've become comfortable, you know, and, um, I now am facing detachment guys, detachment. Who would have thought sometimes you have to detach from either a situation or a property, or a job, or a man, yes, that man, yes, friend, yes. Okay, I said I wasn't going to bring up your relationship issues, but just saying, right? But we have to detach from these things that fulfill us so much, and we have to start afresh. Ooh! There was nothing powerful about what I just said, but the reality of it is very, very hard because imagine this. Hmm? Imagine every day you wake up, every day, get up of bed, you know, you go to the bathroom, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you put sunscreen on your face, you make yourself a beautiful cup of coffee and then you go sit on the stoop and you have your cup of coffee. Every single day of your life, that's what you do. And then suddenly there's a coffee shortage. They are no more making coffee. No more coffee. The coffee is no more. What are you going to do? You have to let go. Hmm? And all you have left, let me even take it further for you. You see your, your coffee jar. You are only left with enough for one more cup of coffee one more what are you gonna do friend hmm? what are you going to do there's no more coffee it's evaporated it's disappeared it's gone you have to find a way to go on without that coffee but detaching from that eh? that ritual that routine that life of coffee is hard it's hard it's hard so Detachment. Detachment is also a huge thing, I believe, in adaptability because, yeah, there's a lot that we have to shed. Ne? And, friend, what I'm about to say is going to be off, off, off. It's on topic, but you're not expecting it. I want to talk to you, my friend. About that other friend. Yes. On a deal with friendships. For, for now. 
for these few minutes, right? On the topic of detachment, because that's what we are talking about. You have that friend that is giving you grief, that friend that is dragging you down, that friend that breaks your it breaks your heart. It rains on your parade. That's what it does. huh? But somehow you enjoy them. But you're holding on to that friend. Why can't you let go of them, friend? Why are you not letting go of the things of this person that is hovering over you, that's sitting on your shoulder? You gotta let go of this person. But you can't. Why? Attachment. You are used to the chaos. You are used to the confrontations. You are used to the fact that this is just that friend of mine that is a bad friend. You even refer to them as the bad friend. Is that a friend? Why are we not letting go of her friend? Even you. Yes, you, brah. Let go of him. He's not your friend. He's looking at your wife like, ha, one day. Why? So my point with this friend of yours and this friend of yours, Luen, nah, is to show you that even with things that do not bring us any sense of peace, any sense of, of, of value, we suddenly struggle at the thought of letting go. Just let it go. A lot of you guys, I know a lot of you, like you, you were not, yes, you were not my friend, you. I know you are good at just letting go. Even me sometimes, sometimes I'm good at like just psh, let the rain roll over my shoulder. Just let it rain. You know, sometimes. But I just want to kind of emphasize on how dependent we tend to be and how comfortable we get in certain, your job. I was about to talk about your man, but you said I mustn't talk about your relationship. Your job. Hmm? You have a crappy job. No, Askisi friend, sorry. I forgot. This is South Africa. A job is not a good example. I have to talk about your man. Okay, fine. I'm not going to talk about you. Let me talk to him about his woman. Hmm? Your girl. Eh? Every day, you come home, she fights with you. Hey, hey. Where were you? Hey, hey, you and the boys, always, always. Hey, hey, give me your phone. Give me your password. I want to see who you've been texting. You who? Instagram. Give me. Hey, hey, why are you tolerating that? Dude, why are you tolerating that? You don't have to. But you know why? You do. Why do you do it? Because you're comfortable in that damn situation. That's why. So we have to learn, guys. We have to learn to find ways to face the fact that we are uncomfortable. We're uncomfortable. And we need to get comfortable. We need to change. We need to find ways to adapt. Hmm? And sometimes adaptation means letting go. Let it go. Let it go. Bye-bye. Farewell. Idea, idea, my dear. That's what it is. You don't have to sit there and try and change the things. You don't have to try and change the person's... Nah, let him... Bye-bye. Okay? So, that is what was in my heart today. You know, I didn't really... I, I always try to bring here to you, like, the things that I've been reflecting on. You know, like, what I am going through. And maybe you might be going through the same. You know, somehow, you know. Like, obviously, I'm not going through a breakup like you and your man, but it's friend, I can't help it. It's just that you... <laughs> Fine, I'll stop bringing... <laughs> I keep saying I'll stop bringing up your man, but I keep... And it's the same you, Askezi, my friend. I'm not going to bring up your relationship. Yes, you guys are happy. I know it's not going to end in tears. Wara wara. My point is... I just like to know, and I do believe that we all kind of go through these things because, I mean, it's part of growing. It's part of change, right? Like, I'm sure my 40s are going to show me something else. And I don't know what it will be, 
but there's constantly change, you know, there's constantly change, whether it's becoming a mom, whether it's becoming, getting a new job, you know, you, you it's always a new environment. That means you have to adapt, you know, for me, for example, one thing that I have to, I don't do well with colleagues. I know that is, I don't do well with colleagues. I was not trained for colleagues. I don't know how to colleague, you know, but in a situation where I have to colleague, I colleague and I have colleagues, you know, but you know, I colleague, but I know that deep down is hard work because I, I don't colleague very well, you know, but I have colleagues, you know, so there's a lot of situations that are unfavorable. For example, I'm not necessarily a domestic, you know, I'm not domesticated. Like I'm not that lady, like, you know, that's going to wake up. Yes, I do make bread now, but but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's Saturday. I'm going to bake a cake for my son and my house is going to smell like cookies and I'm going to put it in the oven. While I do that, I'm going to get down on my knees with a wedge of lemon scrubbing in between the tile grout just so my house can be... No, no, I'm not Cinderella. No, no. I wish I was. I do sometimes because I do think like, nah, I wouldn't be happier. But... At the same time, I don't like people like, like, I don't like, I don't like people that I, I like my friends. I like my family. I don't like more people. Okay. Let me explain. Like there was a time I had someone like helping me with the cleaning at my house, you know? And she was cool. She was very cool. She, I'm sure it really was cool. Nothing wrong with the person. But I just was like, ah, no, no, I don't like it. Because now I must talk, I must interact. No. Anyways, you know, so I adapt. I become the cleaning. I do. Easy. No problem. But I don't bake the cookies. Mm -mm. No. I don't bake them cookies. But, um, yeah, friend, now I'm rambling. But let me tell you this. Let me close off. So the three, I think I made about three or four points. Let me kind of go back. So the the, the, the first point is, is um, find your tribe. Let me put it that way, right? Or find your tribe. Yeah, I'm going to name it. Yeah, Ooh, guys, look. Find your tribe now. Find your tribe in this case, in this scenario. It means realize that you are not alone in whatever you're going through. You're not the first, you're not the last, okay? And in your current presence or present, there is more than you that are going through whatever you're going through. Once you can recognize that, find some sense of comfort. Not that it makes it better, not that it makes whatever you're going through, okay? But understand that. Because you're not the first and you're not the last, right? This means that some people have found a way to overcome this challenge. So can you, all right? Find that tribe. Find those people who are able to be in, who have been in your situation and who have, who have accomplished it. It doesn't have to be someone face-to-face, -face, man, guys. There's so many podcasts. I'm your tribe. Shoo. I'm your tribe, okay? We don't have to even meet. Drop me a comment here on, on Spotify, on YouTube, you know, on, you know, just let me know. But I'm your tribe because I found a way to just adapt to my situation. So you're not alone. All right. Number two. Okay. Read the room. Read the room. Read the room means that sometimes, okay, what you bring, what you bring is not welcome. And I really do not mean this in a negative sense. You cannot come into a space and think that you can change it just by being you, okay? The work starts from within, from slowly, okay? If that's the case. But sometimes there is really no need for you to change except the situation for what it really is. Sometimes there really is no need for change. Sometimes it is what it is. Okay, a cow is a cow and she'll always be a cow. She cannot be a bull, she a cow. She a bull, he's a he. Do you understand? So read the room, 
what is this? Is this is this just how things are here? Is there room for change? No. Is this how things are? Okay. Is everything okay? It's okay. Let it be. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah? Yeah? Number three. Prioritize. Okay? Become your number one priority. When you are your number one priority, you can take care of everything else that follows. If you're not in a space where it's me, my priority, understand what the priority is in that situation, right? Sometimes in that space. First, the problem is the painting of the wall is ugly. We must paint the wall. The point is not that uh, the house is cold. No. Paint the wall first so she make it attractive. And then we make it warm. And then we make it warm. And then we put the furniture. Do you get what I'm saying? Prioritize. Understand how to prioritize so that you can deal with everything else that follows. Okay? And point number four. Let him go. Let her go. Let them go. Let it go. Sometimes you just have to throw your hands up in the air and let it be. Let it go. And be fine with it. You don't have to paint nails if you are not a manicurist. Let it go. You don't have to do it. Do hay instead. That's what you're good at, right? Know when to let it go. And when it's time to do it, do so with pride, do so with joy, because when you held on to it, you treasured it again. Let it go. Let it flow. Let it float. The next person who's going to get it is going to find something. And number five. Last but not least, now my friend, but you got to remember this friend. And this is not so much adaptability. This is just something that I really did enjoy doing earlier with you. And I want you to do it again and again and again. Count your achievements. This is back to accountability. Take ownership of your successes, friend. It's been 10 years. I beep again. Ooh. 10 years. What have you done in these past 10 years? You have done something. There is no way that you have lived on this earth and have what you have today and have not done something in these past 10 years to be where you are at right now. Say it out loud. Say it with pride. You have achieved whatever you have achieved and it counts for something. It counts for something. So let us sing ourselves to, hey guys, feel yourself. You don't have to do this to people in front of people, just for yourself, okay? These past 10 years, I had a baby. I did this. I had another baby. I don't have another baby. I'm not having another baby, but you that had another baby, congratulations. You got a new job. Congratulations. You just matriculated. Congratulations. When uh, you got yourself a new car, huh? You got yourself a puppy. You just moved into your dream home. Guys, come on. Come on. Come on. But anyways, today's kind of going to be a little bit short, I guess, compared to the others. But I am, I am, my heart is full. My heart is full because I let out what was in my chest. My chest was full, but I feel comfortable now because... I'm still not comfortable talking to you. I'm still shy, friend. I'm very shy. But I'm happy because I was able to dissect this because this is kind of what I'm going through and I needed it for myself. And I do hope that it helps you cope with the changes that you're going through. All right? I know it's hard. I know it's crappy. I know it's challenging. It's not easy. Okay? And especially when you have to show up every single day and you show up day in and day out and you just don't get consistency. You don't get, you don't get, um, you don't get uh, stability. That's the word. It's okay. It's okay. You can do this. Okay. I've done it. 
I still have more to do. Okay? Don't forget, I'm so broke. <laughs> actually, they say that I'm not broke. It's just that I've got a delayed payment. Actually, yeah. My payment is just late. But we have a long way to go, my friend. But we have come a long way. And along the way has been changes that it, I could go on. There's been a lot. But I'm so proud of you. Please know that. You're beautiful. You are strong. You are capable. You are fierce. You are a warrior. You are my friend. And because you're my friend, you're going to click on that subscribe button right there. If you're on Spotify, just follow me. If you're on Anchor, just follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Google Podcasts, just subscribe. Even say auto-download so that when you don't have data, ne. So when you have data, it will download and then you don't have time to listen. And then when you have time to listen and you don't have data, you can listen because it's already on your device. And then we're going to have this conversation and you're going to be happy that you did that. Okay. And you guys are also welcome to drop me a comment here on YouTube. Okay. Let me know what you guys think of this. Let me know how you're feeling. What changes are you going through? Maybe I can... Maybe I have some something, I don't know, maybe I can give you some advice. Hey, I'm not a psychiatrist, okay, but I'm your friend. That's what I am. I'm your friend. And I'll say what I can to the best of my ability. And also, thank you for showing up for me consistently, week in and week out. I really do appreciate it. Please visit my website, www.neonbloom.co.za and you can find um, Groda Podcast. You can find Black Woman Business by Tulim Gwebile. Oh, girl, if you want to learn some stuff, please go there. And um, the Boudoir Wrap-Up is still there. We are going to re-reconnect probably next year, but for now, Go catch up with those episodes and uh, connect with me, my love. Thank you so much for your kindness and for your presence. And because you are wonderful, I love you. See you next week, my darling. Bye.